I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant, and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. I feel as though this episode needs a massive warning, like warning, this podcast contains thoughts and feelings and reactions and emotions that may not be logical. (laughs) Um, So you have been warned. It's a life update and I'm right in the thick of things. So I'm not full of wisdom. I'm not full of silver linings or anything like that right now. So fingers crossed this episode makes sense and it is somewhat um, like you can listen to it. I was going to say palatable, but I don't think that's really very good context for a podcast. I can hardly even get through the intro, guys. I'm not speaking very well at all, but here we are. This is a life update episode. Before we dive in, though, I wanted to mention today's podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Esme. You guys know I am an Esme gal through and through. I've been using their products for years and I really, really love their range of uncomplicated cleansers. This week on Instagram, I shared a little clip where I was showing my evening routine and I was saying I cleanse twice. You should always cleanse twice of an evening, firstly to remove your makeup and everything from the day, all the impurities, and then second to cleanse the skin. Of a morning, I only cleanse once. When it comes to cleaning your skin, it's important that you're using a cleanser that does the job gently and it doesn't strip your skin of the natural oils that you want to actually keep there. You don't want to dry your skin out and completely strip it of everything because we have good oils and we have good bacteria that is important to keep on our skin. So the uncomplicated cleanser range from Esme is a real favorite for me. They have a range of cleansers, including the original, which if you like products that have like minimal smell, minimal fuss, but get the job done effectively, then the original is probably perfect for you. But double check with the Esme skin team. They have the uncomplicated cleanser with anti-aging. They also have a brightening cleanser. They have the charcoal cleanser an anti-redness one and their newest cleanser, which is the probiotic skin milk cleanser. And that is the one that I'm using currently. It is really, really soft to touch. After I use it, even my fingertips feel really, really soft, which I know sounds strange, but it just leaves your skin feeling really, really supple and clean, but not stripped. 
So I have an exciting offer to share with you with Esme, which is spelled E-S-M-I. If you spend $60 on Esme products, so you could jump over and grab a skin treat, which I love, love, love the 24 karat gold nourishing oil. If you grab a skin treat or spend over $60, you also get to choose from their range of cleansers. So you can choose from the six cleansers I just mentioned and receive a cleanser completely free. And it's a full size cleanser, like not a mini, a full size proper cleanser of your choice when you spend $60 or more on the Esme range. All you need to do is use the code Kylie Gift in capitals, K-Y-L-I-E-G-I-F-T in capitals, and that is valid for 48 hours from now only. I shared it through the week on Instagram and it was live for 48 hours and then turned off and I had so many people message me and say, oh, I just went to add my products to the um, basket, but the codes expired. So Esme agreed to reactivate the code for 48 hours only now from Sunday when this episode goes live. So jump over to Esme.com, check out their range of cleansers, choose which one you're going to add to cart as your free bonus when you spend over $60. Have a look at the skin treats. They have booster masks, The Esme range really, really delivers and they are so passionate about helping people to reach their own skin goals. Have a chat with their skincare team because we all have different needs. Me personally, I tend to have more dry skin, so I go towards very ultra hydrating products. But if you tend to have oilier skin, then that might not be what you need. So have a chat with the team. Head to Esme.com, that code Kylie Gift for a free full-size cleanser, only valid for 48 hours, so jump onto it. Now, let's get stuck into this life update episode. As always, it would mean the world to me if you take a screenshot of this episode, share it with me on Instagram, tag me at Kylie Camps, and then I can reshare it on my stories as well. Welcome to today's episode. This podcast is one that I have sat down a hundred times to try and record. And even now I've started so many times and I'll get like 10 minutes in and go, oh my gosh, what am I even saying? I don't even know. So I've tried to do this podcast a few times. I'm just going to go with whatever comes out this time because I don't know, I can't keep going over it or I guess there's no real way that I can try and put everything in like a nice neat little bow that's super digestible because the last couple of weeks have just been ultra, ultra, ultra discombobulating. Like that is the word of the season for me. And I guess discombobulating because I feel like every way I turn something is happening or something's falling apart that I can't quite understand and I can't quite make sense of. And I'm right in the thick of it all still. You know, I think when you go through something hard in life, you get through it and you come out the other side. And with hindsight, you can share the silver linings and the lessons and, you know, you have wisdom and you can reflect on the blessing and why it happened and make sense of it. I'm not quite there yet, guys. Like I'm still in the part where I'm like, this has been hard and it's just you know, I've had so many hard things happen at once. And there are things that I just cannot go into here. I can't. (laughs) Um, But I will just say that 
personally, there's been a whole lot of stuff that has happened all in a very, very short time frame that's really hard to digest and it's all really hard to make sense of and it's definitely um, confused me. I have felt as though every step I take, the ground is being pulled out from underneath me and I can't make sense of why. And, you know, for a good two-week period there, I felt like I kept walking around being like, I don't understand, I don't understand. And then someone said to me, you don't actually need to understand right now. Like right now, you just need to feel however you feel in that moment and keep moving forward. And that's been helpful. I know I will get to a point where I can look back in hindsight and go, okay, yes, I can see the universe forced me to move to this spot. The universe forced me to this path because of X, Y, Z. But right now, I'm just tired (laughs) and I'm really tired and I feel as though my self-worth and my self-confidence and my self-esteem has been compromised and chipped away. And, you know, the other night I said to a friend, I almost feel like I just need 12 months of rebuilding my confidence. And she said to me, you're not going to need 12 months. You just need a bit of a bit of space and you need to just get through each thing that's been thrown at you and just keep moving forward. So where to begin? Um, I shared on Instagram that I have been through a breakup recently in the last couple of weeks and a few of you have asked if I was blindsided by this and my answer is yes. I could not have predicted this coming. I did not see it coming whatsoever Um, and that makes it, of course, I mean, even if you did see it coming, it's still not necessarily going to hurt less, but then there is that element of shock and being caught off guard, which does hurt. And I guess ultimately, um, I don't know, maybe in time I'll be able to go, oh no, I wasn't caught off guard and I could feel it in my bones. Like maybe I'll get to that point, but right now I'm just kind of a bit like, what, what, like, what do you mean? Um, but yeah, I'll get there. So I had a boyfriend for over a year and that is no longer. And it all kind of happened at a time that I feel was really awful in terms of I had other stuff happening personally that's very, very challenging. And it's felt like when it rains, it pours. And then I, I don't really want to (laughs) cry. And I also should just say, like, in sharing anything online, like, I want to be really, really clear. I am still hurting and still not sure of a lot of stuff. And so I'm not going to go into the weeds because I'm still processing, but also because it's not just my story to tell. But I will say from my side of things, I feel as though I fell in love with someone that was unable to reciprocate the love and unable could mean unwilling or literally not quite able to love as well. And I shared on Instagram stories, I feel like this is my work because it's not the first time I've had a partner say to me that they don't know whether they love me or that they don't know whether they can fall in love and it's a certain, um, it's a particular kind of pain 
when you tell someone that you love them and they they you you and it's not reciprocated it's it fucking sucks and it's a certain type of like humiliation that um that I think that's probably the big one of the big causes of why I'm questioning so many things right now because I really thought like I really truly thought that this person felt that way about me and you know actions and words and everything I feel as though it led me down a path and I'm not saying that as in you know in terms of someone deceiving me what I'm saying is I chose to see certain things as proof of love and I felt safe enough to share that I had fallen in love only to realize that that proof what I thought was there that person doesn't connect to so yeah it's really painful really really painful um and I guess, I, yeah, I'm not going to go into the weeds of it or go any further into that. But I shared that and it wasn't reciprocated. And it, I guess everything came to a head and the choice was made that that the, pers- that it, the relationship wasn't going to go ahead because... Um, I guess because of a couple of reasons really, but the biggest one is being out of alignment on wanting to grow forward and I guess the pace. So I have shared in the past that in this relationship, so I went through a marriage breakdown and a divorce and yes, I am officially legally 100% divorced, which someone asked recently online. Um, And then I met someone and it was just very, very healthy and very easy and very very slow and the slow pace felt good to me in terms of it felt like all I could manage and it definitely suited um my boyfriend as well my ex-boyfriend and the slow pace for me worked because I have never been in the situation to date as a mum a single mum and my two boys, one in particular, definitely struggled with the change in the fina- in the family dynamic. And so it was always a priority for me to go very, very slow, very, very steady. The last thing I wanted was to introduce the boys to someone, have them get attached and then have that person leave and have it cause upset. So slow and steady felt healthy for me and it was really slow and I think you know, I've had waves of being like, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. Why did I even introduce the kids and all of that stuff, which I'll talk about. But as my friends have assured me and my therapist, um, I could not have gone any slower. I could not have gone any more thoughtful in terms of the way I handled this situation. And ultimately I believe that I'm really, really proud of the way that it had the way that it all transpired. So the boys did not meet him until we had been together for over seven months, you know, in a 14 month period of knowing him, I would say the boys interacted with him maybe five times at best five ish. 
um, and all in very small increments and, you know, in light, in a light fashion. And I was very upfront and honest with the boys. And yeah, I guess I'm in a situation where I co-parent. So I have the opportunity to do it that way. Not everyone does. If you have your, if you're a single parent and you have your kids full time, you don't have the option that I do to really enjoy that alone time and to ease into things in that way. So I'm not saying it's the only way to do it. I'm just saying that option was available to me and that's the way that I chose to do it. Um, So I am really, really, I guess, glad um, that I did it so slow and that slow pace worked for me. And I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but I do think that it worked. But here I go. I'm going to put words in his mouth. Um, It worked for him as well because he'd not really been in a um, relationship much longer than he'd not been in a long term relationship really ever as an adult. And so that slow pace worked for both of us. And there's part of me that thinks because of my situation where they're kind of our parameters on how much I'm available and how much I'm willing to give or how much I can actually give, it created this safe environment for us to get to know each other without the normal pressure of perhaps moving quicker or, um, yeah, diving in too fast and too hard. And so everything was quite slow. And I think, you know, now just in feeling the waves of sadness and also anger that have come up for me, I think I can notice that I probably did concede on some needs throughout the relationship because that slow pace felt so important to my my. Um, my heart as a mum that I was willing to concede on other needs in terms of growth in other ways you know I guess when it comes to a relationship a romantic relationship what separates that from other relationships is intimacy and it's also growth and it's choosing that person and there are all different ways you can grow you know you can grow with a deeper emotional connection you can grow with social connections you know integrating with friends, you can integrate with family, you can talk about the future, you can move in with one another, you can make plans for the future. And in this relationship, it felt like there was so much emotional depth and connection and love and like a soulmate connection for me. Um, And that felt really sustaining and really beautiful and really pure, but in no other ways like in the other options of growth, things, I guess, kind of, I was going to say stagnated, but I don't even know if that's true. Just keeping in mind, guys, a lot of my thoughts and feelings aren't fully formed because I'm processing in real time. But, you know, there was definitely the social integration with friends, um, not so much a lot of family integration on my side. And there was no future talk. Like there was like... (laughs) you know, just very much like, I like you, show me more, which felt good at the time. But I think probably deep down, I conceded on some needs of wanting this, wanting to know that the person I was investing time, energy and love with could also see me in their future or could also really believe I was their person. And I think that's ultimately what you want in a romantic relationship is you want 
to feel chosen and like you are that person's person. And I have shared before and I so believe this that, you know, I don't think that there is the perfect one person. I think that there, you know, are people out there that you can meet and fall in love with and have a variety of different happy lives with and it's all about what you're choosing. And I do believe that to be true. But I also believe that when you're with someone, you want to feel chosen and you're choosing them. And, you know, upon reflection, I probably did flex on my boundary, not flex on my boundaries, but I guess I feel like I accepted maybe less than what I truly wanted because some of the other needs were being met so well in terms of emotional connection and also lightness and yeah other things too but so that's I don't don't even know what I've said here (laughs) but yeah I guess like the short version would be I fell in love with someone who doesn't love me back but the in-depth version is that it's never that simple and it's of course two people you know exploring something and trying something out and you know it just wasn't meant to be, was not meant to be. And I know that in time I'll be able to reflect and be like, oh, I can see why everything unfolded the way it did. But right now it's just hard and I miss my friend. Um, yeah, I've had a couple of questions come through, so I will open those up now and answer some of them. Um, there are some that I can't just because they're way too personal to answer in a public forum, but I will respond to the ones that I can. Okay, so how are you? How are you feeling? I've gotten a lot of those questions. I think I've answered that. I'm mainly just feeling like a bit sad, but hopeful. And yeah, I, I miss my friend. Um, do you believe in the law of attraction? Yes, I believe fully that I am attracting in a dynamic (laughs) to learn a lesson. There must be something in me that is drawn to um, men who perhaps have, um, have a hard time loving or calling it loving. So yeah, I do believe in the law of attraction. I think that at all times we're manifesting our reality and you know, I, I take responsibility for that. Um, someone said, we can see your strength through your sadness, even if you can't right now. Oh, that's a nice thing to say. I appreciate that. And, you know, I posted the other night that quote, fall down seven times, stand up eight. And I just keep reminding myself of that. You know, it's okay to fall down and it's okay to feel sad and, you know, feel hard done by and woe is me. But, You got to dust yourself off and get back up and keep on keeping on. Uh, How did you explain the breakup to your boys? Oh, I don't, I don't, I truly, I don't want to answer this, but I am going to because I, I think that in sharing this, maybe, um, maybe something can be learned from it. Oh, I'm not proud. I'm not proud about this. Um, But also it just unfolded the way it unfolded. So things got called off when I had the boys 
like in my mind, in my mind, my heart, things were finalized on a night when I had the boys and the boys were in bed with me because we have had my ex-boyfriend's brother and his girlfriend staying with us, which I know on paper sounds really strange, but it's just not awkward. It's not awkward because they're great. And also, you know, there's no, whilst I'm hurt, there's no like ill will or animosity or hatred or anything like that towards my ex. But um, yeah, so his brother and his girlfriend have been staying with us for like two and a bit weeks. Um, and so the boys were staying in my bed because I just, I was happy for them to stay in my bed and it just felt right. And so things got called off. It was late at night. The boys were asleep and they woke up because they heard me crying. And I wish, I truly wish that, um, things had been called like that, that I didn't have the boys when it all happened because then I would have just phased him out slowly and differently. But I did say to the boys, like they woke up and they said, mommy, why are you crying? I said, oh, mommy's upset. And I said, you know, so-and-so and and I have decided we're just going to be friends. And one of the boys was so beautiful. He came over and he sat on my lap and he put his arms around me and he said, I'm sorry that happened to you. And I was like, oh, you're so grown up. You're so grown up for a seven-year-old. And so I've had a lot of conversations with them and it has definitely triggered my other little boy to regress. Um, And I have a lot of guilt about that. Like I really, I feel deeply guilty that he's having a hard time. And I mean, there's other stuff going on on the other side in in in, in his other home that's also attributing to it. But um definitely relationships are on his mind and relationship breakups are something that he's talking about a lot with me. So there's been a lot of conversation about it and I'm just very, very grateful that the boys do talk to me and we've got a pretty open and honest, but I think mostly age appropriate dialogue happening. Another question, can you see the silver lining in your separation or are you not there yet? So I don't know whether the separation refers to, I I would say using the term separation is more like the marriage breakdown. Yes, I can see a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, like on the daily, I'm like, thank goodness, um, of silver linings there, but my current breakup, not quite yet. How do you think you have changed most over the past one to two years? Hmm. I might come back to that question in another episode. I think that's a really good question. And right now I'm probably not in the best headspace to answer that. Um, Was your breakup expected? Nope. Was your boyfriend able to say he loved you during your relationship? No, never. So literally I told him I loved him like 14 months in and we broke up. Um... How are the boys handling the breakup? I think I've answered that. It's been tricky for them. It's also, I think, been nice that they've they've had his brother here as well. Like they feel like they've still got a friend. Um, the kids really do act very grown up for seven-year-olds and sometimes that I feel really grateful and other times I feel really sad about that. Do you think maybe the weekend with his friends and family impacted the decision? Oh, I don't really know um, what that means. The weekend it happened was like his birthday party here at my house. I wouldn't like to think that that impacted it, 
but honestly right now I'm still so hurt and upset about it all that I'm questioning a lot of things like I've even been saying like oh it must be because I've put on weight like just like crazy stuff that I know is irrational but it's kind of I don't know sometimes your head just goes a bit silly um what else there's some really nice things that have come through someone said surely everyone wants to love and be loved and if they don't want to love what do they want well I think people want to love but a lot of people seem to have blocks around loving and it could have to do with abandonment it's a lot to do with childhood issues for sure um what else Um, I love how self-aware you are. It's helped me become more self-aware too. I have my moments. Sometimes I'm really self-aware and other times I'm like a spiraling mess, but I guess that's human. Um, yeah, basically I think that a lot of the questions were just about the boys. Did I see the breakup coming? Why did the breakup and how am I feeling? That's kind of the overall sort of question, like what is the most painful part? <laughs> like, um, I think the most painful part for me right now is the rejection of like I feel really, really rejected and I've had moments of feeling very used even though I know I wasn't. Like I know logically that wasn't the case but I do have waves of being like, oh my gosh, like, oh, you know, just waves of it. Another question, how do you shift your negative energy? Um how do I shift my negative energy personally is I really try and tap into perspective. Perspective has always been a bit of a superpower for me and I try and tap into that. So I do really allow myself to think about actually what would be a true problem, you know, and this, of course, I don't want to minimize my own feelings because they're real and it hurts and I've felt very, very sad. But I also think like a true problem would be if something happened to the boys, like if I lost the boys, that would be the most devastating thing. Or if the boys lost me, like if they had to grow up without a mum, and that just gives me, um, I guess, perspective of being like, you know what, everything else is fixable. Everything else I can manage with. Cause I've got, you know, everything. I don't know when you think about life and priorities in that way, it does help to take away, um, some of the focus, of other things I don't know if any of that makes sense um yeah I I, do you think it's the mother's responsibility to fight to have her child's father in his life so that's sorry I'm reading these questions out in real time um that's a hard one and I think it's so depends on the situation and the circumstance I don't think I can really speak to that one is it the mother's responsibility to fight to have her child's father in his life? Oh, it, it depends on the dynamic, I think. Um, anyway, and that's enough about that, I think. There are other questions that have come through um, in regards to updates and other areas of life and what's going on. And I will share it here with you guys that there has been an offer made on the house. It didn't go to market, but a private offer came in. It wasn't necessarily something that um, I wanted to happen, but for reasons that, again, I can't disclose here, it's happening. Um, It's not unconditional, but the house is being sold and the boys and I will be moving. 
Um, so that's all like happened all like within a week. It's just like a, a lot. It's been like a real shit show going on here, guys. But I will probably just leave it there because I don't really know what else to say. I don't know what else to say other than I'll get there. I will get to a point where I'm like, oh, I can see the lessons and here is the wisdom and I'll come back and I'll do another podcast episode and I'll speak about how I'm feeling, you know, a couple of weeks in right now, sad, upset, hurt, let down. Like I've definitely had moments of being like, oh, I feel so dropped, like dropped in a really hard time, but you know, nothing is coincidence and it's all, it's all happening as it's meant to. And I do find that reassuring and I do remind myself of that. The saying, as I've said a couple of times, fall down seven times, stand up eight. I'm leaning on that and I'm hopeful, you know, like I'm just, I'm very much a believer in you never know what is around the corner or what's happening. And that also lessens some of the ache. So that is it in a nutshell, team. <laughs> My life update sore heart and selling my house. Um, The boys don't actually know that the house is being sold yet. They knew it was a possibility, but I guess I wanted to include this in case there's anyone listening to this episode right now in real time on Sunday or Monday and you happen to know us in real life, please don't go up to the boys and say, oh, you're moving because until it goes unconditional and until I have secured where we're going to be living, I don't want to tell them because there's been enough stuff that's happened, especially for one of the boys who's ultra sensitive. I don't want to say to him, oh, the house is being sold without being able to tell him the plan. He really, um, he benefits having consistency. So I want to be able to say, yes, the house is sold this is the plan. I'm going to go and show you where we're living. This is your new room. This did 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 it and lay it all out for him nice and neatly. Because if I was to tell the boys now that, you know, we've had an offer on the house and for some reason it falls over, you know, it's just more things that he's got to get his mind around and process. So, um, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. (laughs) There are so many things I can't talk about here in this episode, but I appreciate you guys listening and yeah, fingers crossed it's been helpful for someone out there.